So today, I'm going to continue, and I, I and I pose it, pose this question, and then I'm going to talk about the question I'm posing. How do we tap as citizens of the kingdom of God? And I just said that we have that kingdom in us by the Spirit. And that spiritual kingdom we have in us, the right? We are also tapping to God, the resources of the kingdom, the resources of God. How do we tap into the power and resources of this kingdom we belong to? Well, let's look at Jesus. I would like you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. And then I'll jump around in a, in a, I'll read some verses and then we'll jump, pick up from there. Turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. We'll start at verse 1. This is something I've read before, I've talked about. But there's just, just some specific things I want to show you. So, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, and then I'm going to go to verse 3 through 11. Verse 1. Uh, verse one. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Verse 3. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, Command that these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Verse 5, Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Verse 7, Jesus said to him, It is written, again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Verse 11, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now, there are a couple of things I want to point out there. Now, Jesus was tempted with the, the three things that the, that the devil uses to ensnare people. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now, you see here, Jesus is the light interacting with the darkness, who is Satan, interacting and overcoming him. The light overcoming the darkness. Now, I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying here. Jesus knows that he is a king 
of an eternal kingdom. He knows that. He knows that. He knows that already. Right? A kingdom which is not of this age. And what he was tempted with is inferior. It's temporary. And that he was not going to be subject to the kingdom of darkness. He knows who he is. And his authority. He is a king. And his authority comes from God the Father. In Matthew 3. You don't have to turn there. You can write this down for your reference. Jesus was baptized. And also in chapter 7. 17. Jesus was transfigured. And the Father said something interesting about the Son. He said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That's in Matthew 3. And in chapter 17 of Matthew, he said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear Him. So, Jesus, when He went into the wilderness, tempted by the devil, He knew who He was. He knew his authority, he knew where his authority came from, and he knew the context of that authority. If you know God, you know God is the creator of all things, and there is nothing above him, there is nothing like him, there is nothing greater than him. So everything is beneath him. So Satan coming to tempt Jesus with the kingdoms of this world, Jesus already knew he's above Satan and he's above all the kingdoms that Satan is trying to tempt him with. He's tried, Satan is trying to tempt him with things that are inferior. Because Jesus knows he's of a different kingdom. He knows that his kingdom is everlasting. It's eternal. And the kingdoms that the, the Satan is trying to tempt him with are going to pass away. Now I'm going to show you later, when you do not know who you are, how it's easy for us to succumb to, what, to what's beneath us. We settle for things that's beneath us because we don't know who we are. So Jesus didn't just go into the wilderness. He went there after he was baptized and he was anointed with the Spirit. So he knew, he went into the wilderness knowing who he was. But there's some things he had to learn in the wilderness so he had, that he can relate to us in, as a human being. Before he went, he went to the cross. He had, he had to be able to relate to the struggles that we are going through today. The temptations, the, the mental anguish, the struggles, the doubt, the unbelief. He was able to relate to the pain and the things that we are going through today. Because the Bible says that we don't have a high priest who can't relate to what we are going through. Because he was here in human form. He was Jesus the man, but he was also the son of God. As we also are in human form, but we are also sons of God. So as I said, before Jesus went into the wilderness, he already knew who he was and his authority. But as I said, there are some things he had to experience. 
And we must also know who we are. And be persuaded because the strategy Satan uses used on Jesus is the same strategy he used on people today. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Okay, so if you look, and I'm, the whole point of this is not to go into detail about the temptation, but to show you Jesus responded in a certain way. And I'll summarize all of this later in this message. So turn to Luke chapter 8, and then I'll bring it all together. And I will show you how we tap into the power of the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 8, verse 26. Let's start there. Chapter 8, and I'll start at verse 26, and we're going to go through to verse 32. And I need you to see something here, and then I'll put it together. Okay, verse 26. Now, this is when Jesus crossed the, the, um, the Galilee, and he came to the other side. And then they said here, then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out of, on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes. Nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. Verse 29, And he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of swine, of many swine, was feeding there on the mountain. So they begged him. That he would not, that he would permit them to enter them. And he permitted them. Now this is very exciting. Because there are some things I see there. And if you get this, you won't look at yourself the same way. First of all, when Jesus landed, the man who was demon possessed did not know Jesus. This man doesn't know Jesus. Never met him before. But how, but if you see verse 27, in verse 28, he cried out and fell down before him. He was prostrate before Jesus. And with a loud voice, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. It was the demonic spirits recognized Jesus and they were reacting to him. 
It wasn't the man. They were using the man. But the man didn't, in his, in his, didn't, this man didn't know Jesus. Never met him. But it's the demonic spirits who recognize who Jesus was. They recognize his authority. And you see how they described him. They said, son of the most high God. I beg you, do not torment me. So they know his authority and they know what he's capable of. They didn't make that statement lightly. There is something they know about who this God, who Christ is. They know something about him. And they recognize his authority. And watch this. It says here, now watch this. Verse 29. He had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. So when you say he commanded, it means he made a declaration and it had to be obeyed. So Jesus spoke, commanded the unclean spirit to to come out of the man, and they had to obey him. Next, it says here, the demons begged Jesus. Ah, just let's just go to the verse. It said here in verse um, verse thirty one, they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. So they not only knew that he, he had the authority, he commanded them to come out and he also had the authority to send them into the, into, the, into the abyss. So look what they said here. They begged him to go into the pigs instead. Before they could even go into the pigs, they had to get permission. And it says, Jesus permitted it. So what, so what do I see here? I see that demonic spirits recognize the authority of Jesus. And they also recognize that they are subject to him. Why? Because he's God. In the flesh. They recognize his authority. And Jesus knew who he was. Now let me pose this to you. If Jesus didn't know who he was and he submitted to Satan in the wilderness... Nothing, nothing he did here would have any, he would have no power. Because he would have surrendered his authority. But because he knew who he was, the enemy could, had, they had to be, they were subjected to him. And he couldn't, he didn't give in to, to the temptation of Satan. Because he knew who he was. He knew his authority. And he knows that demonic spirits, even Satan is subject to him. Satan is subjected to him. Do you hear what I'm saying? So if you do not know who you are, you will settle for what's inferior. You will settle for what's beneath you. Jesus, they recognize him. They bow down to him because they, they fell down before him. They prostrate themselves before him because they recognize who he was. And he had the authority to command them to come out of the man. And they had to obey. And then they had to ask permission. They asked permission. They asked, asked him not to send them into, your, into the abyss, but to send them in the pigs. And they couldn't make a move until he said he allowed it. So that tells me of the authority that Jesus had as a man walking this earth. Because he is one with God. He was filled with the Spirit. 
And we also are sons of God. And we have that same spirit in us. But the only thing, we, we don't understand our position in Christ. And because we do not understand, we, we walk beneath our privileges as citizens of the kingdom of God. Because what Jesus was doing was showing the authority, because he's king of this kingdom, kingdom of God. And he's showing us the authority that we have as citizens of that same kingdom. Because as the king, he has the authority and we are in him. We are the body of Christ. And everything is also subject to us. Contingent that we are abiding. So you, you got to get this. We're not talking religion. We're talking relationship. And with relationship comes power and authority. So, lessons for us to learn as citizens of the kingdom. While we are on this earth. How do we tap into this power and the resources of this kingdom? Well, First of all, we have to live by the word of God. Because Jesus said in, in Matthew, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We have to live by the word of God. Second, temptation doesn't come from God. But sometimes God will allow us to be put to the test. He didn't spare his son. He sent his son into the wilderness to be tempted, to be put to the test. And his son overcame the darkness. Why? By submitting to God. So the Lord at times would allow us to have to go through some trials, some tests. So that we can learn to what? To shun evil and to do good, to follow him. Listen, we, the Lord will put us through stuff. It's not because he hates us. It's because we have to grow and learn who we are and learn to trust Him. Number three, we have to learn to worship God alone. The God, Elohim, El Shaddai, the one true God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the one we have to learn to worship. Number four, to know that the kingdom we belong to is an everlasting kingdom. And is greater than anything known to man. Anything the evil, anything the devil offers us is inferior to what we already have. But you've got to know what you have supersedes and is more powerful and more valuable than anything the devil can offer you. That's why Jesus didn't give in to the temptation. When Satan took him up to the pinnacle and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Jesus already knew what you offer me, offering me is garbage. I have a kingdom that's eternal. And what you're offering me is going to pass away. Why will I submit, use, uh, submit my authority to you when you're supposed to be subjected to me? Oh my God. I tell you, if you get this, you won't think of yourself as just mere men and women. Next, number five, darkness is subject to light. We have to know that. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. Darkness is always subject to the light. And therefore, darkness is also subject to us. Why? What is darkness? Darkness is sin. 
And the, all the drama that's going on in the world is a manifestation of the darkness that's in people's heart. It's of the sin that's in people's heart. It manifests itself in the strife, in the arguments, in the division, in death. It, that's how it's manifested. The corruption that's in the heart of man, that's how it's manifested in this world. And people suffer because of it. But always remember, light supersedes darkness. Don't believe the lie about evil being more powerful than good. All this will come to an end. Because God has already spoken it. If you don't know your authority and who you are in Christ, you will always believe that you are inferior. You will always believe you are not good enough. You will always believe you can't make it. That you can't overcome you always believe that things will always stay bad and things won't get better. But if you know who you are, you know that you are loved and that the, the thoughts that God has for you is for good and not for evil. To give us a hope and give us a future. You will know that. Next. The power and the resources of the kingdom of God are not only to make our lives better. And better doesn't mean comfortable all the time. Better means that we go through some struggles. And if you trust God, you will grow in faith. And you will see the manifestation of His power. You will see that the manifestation of, manifestation of the kingdom of God. You will see it. The fruit will be evident in your lives. But it's not only to make our lives better. But more importantly, we tap into the resources of the kingdom to set people free. To help people to become free from sin. From the power of sin. To free them from darkness by showing compassion. Because when Jesus set the demoniac free. When he, when he cast the demons out of him. He said to the man. Go and tell people of the good things that God has done for you. And the compassion that he has shown you. The man could not do anything about his condition. He couldn't set himself from demonic spirits. This was a compassion of God. Compassion is helping people in this situation because they can't help themselves. Showing compassion is helping people in a situation, in a condition where they can't help themselves. That's showing compassion. And that's what Jesus did. And that's what we are to do. So as Jesus walked in the light, in subjection to the Father. We also must walk in the light. In subjection to Him. Light will always overcome darkness. Always. I don't care what it looks like. Light will always overcome darkness. But we have to know the authority and power we have. As citizens of the kingdom of God. We got to know this. We must not be double minded or doubtful. We must know and walk in the understanding of who we are as citizens of the kingdom of God. You got to know it. Not in your head only, but you got to know it in your heart. You got to know it. Because trust me, the time will come where it will be put to your, your faith, your trust will be put to a test. And if you don't know, you're going to fall. You're going to fall prey. When we walk in the light, and in the understanding of our authority of our king. The power of the kingdom automatically flows through us. Did you hear what I just said there? 
when we walk in the light and in the understanding of our authority in, king, in the King who is Christ, the power of the kingdom automatically flows through us. As Jesus said, when we abide in the vine, the fruit manifests itself. Oh my God, I hope you get that. It can't help but manifest. When you abide, when you're walking with Christ, because he can, ex- because the Spirit can express Himself freely through us. Think about that. Just think about it. Not now, but after. Just think about these things I'm saying here. Because you can't, you cannot help but bear fruit, holy fruit, glorious fruit that glorifies God. You can't help it because that's how it, it manifests. Jesus said, "You can, you can do nothing of yourself. But without me, you can't do nothing." But the fruit of the Spirit comes forth as we abide. There's nothing else. It it can't produce anything else but godly fruit. And that's what Jesus, when these examples I used here with Jesus. So in this case, as I I used these just these few examples here of of Jesus, what he was doing and how how he walked. Because he, the kingdom of God, he's the king of the kingdom of God. And how he expressed the power. He was tapping into that kingdom. And how he expressed it. We know and we see that the demonic people can be set free. We can overcome temptation. And as many of us have experienced, example... And you see the manifestation of the power of the kingdom when you tap into it. When you pray, your your prayers are answered. Answered prayers is a manifestation that you're tapped in to the kingdom of God. When you pray for something and it manifests, it's a confirmation that you are tapped into the kingdom of God. Sometimes things we were not expecting happened because the Lord foreknew what we needed and made provision for it. Jesus said, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. He said, the Father already knows what you have need of before you ask. Because sometimes things that we weren't expecting manifest because the Lord already knew what we had need of and Made provision for it. We are, and we all have a testimony of things that God has done. I'll just give you a quick example. And I, I, I think I've mentioned this before. There's a time Rachel and I, both of us, we, we lost our, we lost our jobs. At the same time, within a month, both of us. We didn't see it coming, but God knew. And I remember we were, we were, hey, well, we gotta pray. Because we, <laughs> you know, you, we pray, but you know what you need, you know what, you, you do what you need to do. You get your resume, update your resume, you send it out. So we didn't know, I, I didn't know what the, the state of the economy, I don't remember the state of the economy, but I don't think it was too good either. But we prayed. We were fasting and praying. And there was something 
the Spirit of God revealed to Rachel while we were fasting and praying. And he was showing us how we ought to pray. And we prayed concerning how we were guided to pray in that instant. And believe it or not, I think the next day, the next day or, or the day after that, she got a call, went in an interview, and in less than two weeks she was hired. He did a, And he did exceedingly abundantly above what she could ask or think. The same thing with me. The Lord provided. He had already gone before us. And made the way for what we needed. We didn't know how it was going to turn out. But we tapped in. We went to him. And the manifestation of our answered prayers. Confirmed to us. His love. And that we are tapped into the kingdom. Because the, the Bible says. Whatever you ask for. What, when you pray. Believe that you receive it. And you shall have it. So it's a manifestation of what of the of the resources we tapped in and the promises God made to us and i have many other examples of things that god has done in our lives so when you have gone through and experienced certain things right there is no way when you are faced with a challenge again that you could ever doubt god because he has proven himself to you he said prove me if I will not pour out a blessing and give you more than you could receive. But he was also talking about, in that instant they were talking about tithing. But it's not just tithing, it's what you give and what you believe. We gave of ourselves to him. We were serving him and trusting him. And he came through. We didn't know how it was going to be done, but he did it. Anyhow, moving on. In the midst of trials... God makes a way and sees us through. You hear what I just... In the midst of whatever it is you're going through, you think you can't get through? God will see you through if you trust Him. He will see you through. Why? Because we are tapping into the resources of the kingdom. We are tapping into Him. And we, are, as we abide in the light by faith, the glory of the kingdom manifests through us. That proves that we are tapped into the power and resources of the kingdom of God. A kingdom which is not of this world. Okay? So I'm going to stop there. I, I really, I hope I gave you some things to really meditate on and think about. Because we are not just mere men and women in this January uh, 24, 2021. We are here on earth now for a purpose. To manifest the wisdom and the glory of God. Because that's what Jesus prayed in John 17. About the times that we are living in. As we get closer to the end. It's not an accident that we are here today. We are here to reveal the wisdom and the glory of God. And so it shall be. As we walk by faith and as we know who we are as citizens of the kingdom of God, we will not give away our birthright to darkness. You see, when you don't know, it's easy for you to give away stuff. When you don't know, it's value. 
But when you understand that you are a citizen of an eternal kingdom, nothing on this earth will have any value. It has no value because it's all going to, going to go away. Your money will go away one day. Your health will go, go away. Your house, your property, all your investments. You can't take none of that stuff with you. You die and it's all, it's, you're going to leave it all behind. That's why I just said, Bible says, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Not on the earth, where moth and worms and stuff, can, it, it decays and it gets eaten, eaten, eaten up. Lay up for yourself treasure in heaven. Alright, as I said, I'm going to stop there and I'm going to continue with this next time. Alright? And I hope you receive something today. In Jesus' name.